Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Aloha, this is Jude, and today we are going to be talking about channeling. What is channeling? We hear that word a lot, especially with psychics and intuitives and people who are on a spiritual path. They will say things like, I channel what I'm going to say when I speak in front of people. Or writers are like, I channeled in that story. Or mediums could be, I channeled a spirit through for somebody. What does that all mean? It's not exactly the same. There are actually different forms of channeling. There's intuitive channeling, conscious channeling, and trance channeling. And Patty and I have experience with all three, and we're going to share our viewpoints and what we've experienced with all these different types of channeling. So to start it off, let's dive into intuitive channeling. Intuitive channeling is sort of when we just let the words flow. When we touched on automatic writing, I think that automatic writing is intuitive channeling. We're not really thinking ahead too much. We're just kind of allowing our own intuitive guidance direct the words that are flowing out. Public speaking, people who are really eloquent and smooth about the way they speak are kind of doing an intuitive channel. They're just allowing the energy to flow, allowing the information to come in. And even though it's coming from them, they're accessing information that is available to them, that is retained within their wisdom and their knowing, and channeling that through. When they hit that channel, that is why they are able to speak so smooth and it seems so easy for them. Or for people who write or people who dance or people who have any creative process, artists, painters, they are doing intuitive channeling. They might not have a clear set practice plan ahead of them. They're just tapping into a flow and they're channeling that information through. Patty, what would be your experiences and your thoughts around intuitive channeling? I believe a good example for me of intuitive channeling would be when I am leading a guided meditation. During a workshop or a class, oftentimes we'll sit down and we'll go into meditation and I'll be guiding that. And I don't usually have a plan for that. Spirit just takes over and tells me what I'm supposed to say. And I'm just gently nudged in the direction that we're supposed to go in. And then we've also talked in the past about how there are many different ways to get information spiritually or from source. And for me, I get a lot of information just direct knowing where I just know something is what it is. And I believe that that is intuitive channeling as well. And then also in my practice as a psychic, what I'm doing is I'm passing on information from spirit. I am translating my visions, my feelings, or my sensations into words and passing it on to my clients. And I believe that falls under that category as well. I think that intuitive channeling and conscious channeling are similar in some ways as a psychic, but intuitive channeling, I think is something that a lot of people psychic or not just do when people are in their flow. Lyricists, poets, artists, 
people who just step up to a canvas or step up to a microphone and are able to just say what they want to say. And it's amazing and profound and beautiful. All of that to me seems intuitive. And then conscious channeling would be more when you are directing focus to a source point of information. So healers who do energy work, Reiki and different modalities, when they're tapping into their intuitive space and they're focusing in in a specific frequency or dimension to access very specific energy or information to channel through it to the people that they're doing the energy work on, that would be more conscious channeling where you are focusing in on exactly what kind of energy you're trying to bring in. For example, when a client asks me for a very specific place to look, like they want to see the energy around a specific relationship, when I'm taking my conscious mind and moving it around and focusing it in on a very specific topic, that would be more conscious channeling. Thanks, Jude. That's a good explanation. So I guess you could say that what you're doing when you're conscious channeling is that you're raising your vibration to match the vibration of a specific source of spirit or of energy, and then bringing that in and putting it in your own words and passing it on. So when we have someone come in that asks us to help them connect with one of their guides or their animal totem, what we're doing is we are consciously channeling that source of energy and sharing that information with our clients. Right. I think the thing with being a conscious channel is that your consciousness is totally present. It's totally aware of what's happening, and you are just simply relaying information. You're seeing something, you're interpreting it, and you're sending it forward, where the intuitive channeling was just whatever method you use to bring that information forward, that just flows. Yeah, dude, this might be a good time to talk about the difference between a channel and a medium. A channel is someone that taps into guidance from a higher vibrational being and passes that information on, where a medium is someone that delivers messages or guidance from deceased loved ones or from our ancestors. A medium delivers messages from somebody that was once a human, where a channel is tapping into a higher vibrational being. So not all channels are medium and not all mediums are channels. Which this is a good segue into trance channeling because I know that for me, I've had some personal experience with trance channeling people who were once living, which that is a possibility that is something that can happen. But when you trance channel, it's really important to make sure what you are trance channeling is a high vibrational being. If you trance channel a lower vibrational entity, it can be very jarring. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Patty is pretty comfortable with trance channeling. Trance channeling is sort of, in my interpretation of it, is kind of when you're stepping your conscious self to the side and allowing another conscious energy to come in and speak and move through you. Am I correct in that interpretation, Patty? Yes, Jude, I think that's a really good way to describe it. Instead of passing on information, what you're doing is you're allowing a guide to actually take over your body and speak, utilizing your vocal cords and using your body to connect with its audience. So there's no conscious understanding of what it is that's going to come out of your mouth or what's being said. What you are doing is you're just becoming a vessel for this spirit to come through and utilize you to speak. 
And like Jude said, this is something that shouldn't be attempted by people without extensive training. It's really, really important that you have a really strong discernment of what you're allowing in, that it's a high vibrational being, that you have given it permission, that you have a wonderful connection and relationship with your spirit guides so that they can work as filters for you. And I have done it a lot, but to be honest, it's not one of my favorite things to do because it does put you in a very vulnerable state. And this is something that you have to really have a strong trust in your abilities and your grounding and your ability to come out before you do this. When I channel, it has a huge effect on me physically. My eyes kind of bounce around behind my eyelids. My body shakes. Oftentimes I'll have tears just running down my face throughout the whole thing because it's a vibration, a different frequency that's entering your body. And so your physical body can react to that shift in vibrational frequency and it can be pretty jarring and somewhat alarming and it can be rather exhausting. I rarely set out to intentionally channel. For me, I feel like they're knocking at my door and I'm usually saying, no, no, no. And then they start banging on my door and then I kind of give in and channel. I've always been more of the intuitive and conscious channel and I've been very aware of that part for me. I know the first few years that I knew you, you said very specifically, you would be really great at channeling, which you meant trans-channeling. The next sentence was always, but don't do it till you know what you're doing. <laughs> and, I <was> like, yeah. <laughs> and so I started kind of picking your brain a little bit about it and was like, well, what's it like? Like, what's it feel like? How do you know you're doing it and all of that? And through your description of it, which you just shared, I was like, that sounds like something I definitely don't want to do. That does not sound fun to me. I don't want to experience that. It makes me very uncomfortable. And the irony being is I always thought I was the braver one between the two of us <laughs> when it comes to, um, you know, kind of spiritual magic or personal powers that we have. The act of channeling spooks me out. It really spooks me out. The idea of not having control of my own vessel and allowing something else to come in and take control scares me. Having said that, I just this last year had my very first experiences with channeling. I don't want to spook anybody out. I'm really open. I'm a very open, very psychic person. I'm always seeing and perceiving spirits around me. It's just part of my normal reality. And not that long ago, I was caught off guard. And there was a spirit who had a very tragic death and she jumped into my body. And I had an experience where I was no longer me. And I immediately called Patty after I had this experience and told her what my point of view was. It felt like I was hanging on to my body by a thread is the best way I can say it. And I felt like I was really trying to push my energy back into my body. And there was this full awareness that there was this other person and her consciousness and her feelings and her emotions and her memories were running through me. And I didn't have any control yet. I felt and saw everything as she did. And it was incredibly emotional and I totally lost control in public, in front of a lot of strangers. And it wasn't one of my highest 
moments. I don't like losing control. I like being psychic and being very grounded and being able to like navigate as a normal person in the world. I'm definitely not one of those woo-woo flighty people. I'm not that kind of psychic, but to lose myself in a public space was very unsettling for me. And when I brought this to Patty afterwards, she said, yeah, that was channeling. I just wasn't prepared. I was caught off guard and was just a little extra open that day for whatever reason. And it was intense. Patty, when you have these conscious energy forms come in, what does it feel like? What does your consciousness actually feel like when you're doing that? Okay. First of all, I would just like to say how intense that must have been for you, especially for that to happen in a public place. I have much more control or I make sure that I control when it happens. And when they are knocking at my door, wanting to come in, I have to give them permission. It has never happened to me without my knowledge that it was about to happen. And so for you, Jude, that must have been an extremely frightening and intense experience. And I also have never channeled a human. For me, not to put humans down, but it's not a high enough frequency. I have a human body. If I'm going to let something in, I want it to be a super high frequency vibration. And that's what it feels like to me. It feels like a super high vibration. A source that I myself would not be able to reach comes into my body. And I do feel that little bit of a shake and that little bit of a transfer as it comes through. But then I step aside and am entertained and amused often by what is happening. And some of the positive things that's happening is within my own limited vocabulary, limited understanding, and limited ability to interpret spirit when I'm channeling all that is set aside because this higher being is talking directly through me. So I'm not having to interpret something with my limited means. I am just allowing it to come through. So I learn so much from it and it's fascinating. I've been taken on trips and given information that I really believe that if I were to consciously channel or intuitively channel that I would not have been able to tap into that. So it's tapping into a higher source on a really, really extreme level. I would like to share, I knew Patty for a number of years and had always known that she could channel and it always intrigued me, but I had never actually witnessed it for the first few years of our friendship. So when you get to know somebody and you know their mannerisms and you know their voice and you know how they talk and not only that, but I know Patty is a woman of integrity and high morals and she's not just gonna BS somebody. The first time I saw her channel, <laughs> it freaked me out. <laughs> I'm just be real. It was, I mean, if her eyes were open, she would have seen my eyeballs were popping out of my head and my jaw was on the floor. I was like, who is this person in front of me? It was so alarming to me to see you do that. But what's interesting is we were sitting in a circle and we were kind of having our little like full moon ceremony, if you will, with a couple of our girlfriends. And I felt the spirit come up behind me and I heard it. And they said, may I have permission to come and speak through you? And I immediately was, oh my gosh, this is my opportunity to channel. But I was so freaked out. I just said, no, I'm not ready for this. Go over to Patty. And almost instantly, Patty started shaking and undulating and making these noises. And then bam, she just completely turned into somebody else. And she had no idea that I had literally just told the spirit, I don't want to channel. I don't know how to do it. I'm not ready. And then there she was. And it blew my mind. 
her whole demeanor changed. The way she spoke changed. The sound of her voice changed. The things that she was saying was so eloquent and perfect in a way. You know, it was just like, who are you and where are you from? And how do you talk like that? It wasn't her. It was amazing. And it was super profound. It was really validating for some of the things that I was experiencing. I think we all got something pretty powerful out of that specific channel. And I was really happy when you came back though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember you had to kind of help me walk away. I was toast after that. You were like paralyzed basically for a good 10 minutes afterwards. I have two friends that are very spiritual women, but they don't practice in the way that I do. They're not psychics. And so having a circle with them was a little bit of a different experience than having the circle with the friends that Jude's speaking of. But I did channel one time. I was with two of my friends and we're doing this cute little, sweet little full moon ceremony and something wanted to channel. And I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. And and so I channeled and I got done and I looked at them and they were literally staring at me with both of their mouths hanging open. And then one said, what the beep? And it scared the hell out of them. And what was interesting was that this being that I channeled, I don't believe had ever channeled through a human body before because it was like I was trying to talk without any teeth. They had a really difficult time using my mouth. And when I got done and my friends were staring, they said, you look like you didn't have any teeth. Your total mouth changed. And that's exactly what I'd been experiencing. It was really interesting. Jude... I witnessed you doing a little bit of a channeling recently, and I'm wondering if you're interested in talking about that. And that was a little more of an intentional trance channeling than the first time that you channeled. Right. You know, oddly enough, it was the same group of friends three years later in the same area, and we were having one of our little witchy meditation circles again. And I felt a spirit once again come up to me and nudge me to try to channel. He was gently trying to coax me to do it. And I remember feeling really vulnerable. And I was questioning if this was a violation of my personal space, yet I didn't feel totally threatened. And I brought it up to Patty in the moment. I feel like somebody is here and they're wanting to come through me. And Patty said, just give them permission to say one sentence. And so I sat with it for a minute and I could feel their consciousness moving and settling into my body. And I was really struggling with just stepping back and stepping out of the way and allowing them to say what they wanted to say. I finally surrendered and a sentence came out. All I can tell you is from my consciousness, I was like, that does not sound like me. That is not my accent. That is not something that I would say. And I immediately jumped back into my body, fully like, get out of my body, just go away. (laughs) And then I felt so like zapped. I felt so dizzy and just exhausted. I think if I had just allowed it to channel through smooth, it wouldn't have been so jarring, but I think I pushed it out so quickly because I was so freaked out by the experience. It kind of taxed me energetically, but it wasn't terrible and it wasn't bad. But I, I don't know if it's something that I really want to do more of, but I kind of getting this intuitive inclination that I'm supposed to start being a little more open to it, maybe for something down the line. That was wild. That was wild. And just like you said, the one sentence that came out instantly when I said that to you, 
even if you had a few minutes to think of a sentence to say, you couldn't have come up with something as eloquent and profound and meaningful as the sentence that you did let out. And it didn't sound like you at all. It was a totally different voice, a totally different way of speaking. It was amazing. And I was so proud of you because you were so bold <laughs> and, and you did it. And so what happened was that once again, where the first time Jude sent it over to me, this time it kind of leaped out of Jude right onto me. Oh, and, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I started kind of shaking and bouncing around like I do. You didn't shake too much. You've got a little bit of a quiver in there, but not Well, because I was holding on to my body for dear life. It was going on for a few minutes before I even said something out loud because- he wasn't forcing himself. He was just kind of nudging in closer and closer and just kind of like, is this okay? Can I go a little further? Can I go a little further? I was like allowing it to happen until I was like, okay, let's just see what a sentence sounds like. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where the more you do it, it's not really that you have less of a reaction. It's just that you are a little more comfortable with the reaction that you're going to have physically and energetically, and you know what to expect. So it does come a little bit easier. But later on in the circle where um, Jude began to channel, and then they jumped over to me, I'm just going to say an alien from an alien race came through and we were taken and elevated into a higher plane. We were invited to astral travel. And in addition to channeling, we were actually escorted out and with messages and information that was extremely beautiful and positive and hopeful. And afterwards, we were all pretty exhausted from that. And again, though it wasn't the most pleasurable experience, it was really magical and profound. And I have a lot of gratitude for all of us being able to experience that. Yeah. And what was interesting is all four of us had a very similar experience, but we had a different vantage point of the experience. So yeah, it was awesome. I will say this, that blip of trance channeling a high vibrational being was night and day difference to channeling somebody who was earthbound and still stuck in their trauma. It was completely and totally different. And I don't want anybody to get spooked out like they're going to get jumped by spirits or anything like that. I am very open. And there are people out there who are very open and maybe already experiencing something like this. Maybe this is giving you an explanation to things that you might have experienced that you didn't have a name for. Even though this experience of you channeling was difficult, when you say it did have a purpose? Everything has a divine purpose. And even though being jumped, as the way I'm going to say it, by a earthbound spirit was intense, it did serve a purpose for that particular person's spirit and her ability to cross over and find peace and not be stuck. It's a dirty job. Someone's got to do it, I guess. <laughs> yes. But again, there are a lot of spirits and entities out there that are wandering around looking for people that are open. And it's important that you have really strong intentions on what you are willing to experience and what you're not willing to experience. And trance channeling is not something that you mess around with. I worked with a teacher I mentioned before for 13 years, and I don't think I channeled until at least 10 years in. It's something that you really take seriously and that you ease yourself into. Right. You have to be fine-tuned to knowing that you are dealing with high vibrational entities. And that is not something that just comes easy. You really want to be secure before you invite and open that space up for other conscious energy forms to come in. I mean, I'll just have to say it too. Is a lot of the times you see people with the mental illness, 
people talking to themselves on the streets and all of that, there's probably some trans channeling of some form happening there. So never invite anything in unless you feel fully comfortable and confident or have the right people holding space for you to go into that practice. Yes. And this is where you're relinquishing control, yet you should have enough control to be able to come out if and when you feel uncomfortable and that you always have the ultimate say in what is happening in your space. Always remember you are the master of your vessel. So you control it. You say what comes, you say what goes. You are the one that gets to choose what interacts with your energy. And this is not just with channeling spirit. This is with everything and anything in your reality. So never forget that. Yes. So Jude mentioned automatic writing a little bit earlier. And if you're not familiar with what that is, I believe that's a wonderful way to start introducing channeling into your life. That is when you have a piece of paper, a pencil in your hand, you go into a meditative state and you just start doodling and allowing yourself to write out whatever comes to you. And similarly to trance channeling, it's not something that comes through your mind and that you put into words and put onto the paper. It's something that passes right through you. And the first time you are seeing it is as you are writing it or as you are reading it. And I think you, Jude, believe that that was intuitive channeling. Yes. Intuitive channeling, but that is a safe way to play around with channeling a little bit. And it's actually super fun and you can get some really interesting messages that way. Even if it's not through that, I think in the creative process, the next time you want to write a poem or a story or paint a picture, I mean, there's a lot of amazing, talented hip hop MCs out there who just know how to channel rhymes that blow people's minds. You know, that's all also intuitive channeling. And this is just an innate natural ability that everybody has, yet not everybody knows that they have the power to access that. So Yeah, highly recommend just taking a moment, taking a breath, tapping in, raising the vibration and opening up and allowing creative and inspired ideas to come through you and flow through you. Well said, Jude. So I'll share a little story about a non-intentional channeling that happened. I was at lunch with three other friends. There were two of us on one side of the table and two on the other side. And we were at a Mexican restaurant and we were eating. And one of the women brought up the Lemurian alien race. And I have a little experience with channeling them. And so I started to talk to her about that. And we were talking about the Lemurians. And then all of a sudden, she was across the table from me. She just looked really funny. And I thought, oh, she must have been into a jalapeno or something. And then all of a sudden, this little shake went through her body. And the woman next to her said, are you okay? You don't seem okay. And then a little shake went through her body. And I said, what is going on? And then it traveled through me. The fourth person didn't get it, but we all just looked at each other like, holy shit, what was that? This energy source just ran through the first woman, then ran through the second woman, then ran through me. And it was pretty disarming for this to happen non-intentionally. And this is the first time I've ever channeled anything or anything's come through unintentionally for me. And it was a little bit alarming. So I usually have a nice chunk of black tourmaline in my purse that I carry with me. But for going out that night, I had switched into my little tiny purse and didn't put it in my bag. And I was starting to really feel like I needed a tool or something to assist us. And I didn't know what to do. So I remember Jude using salt. We all started dumping salt and pepper around and it just wasn't helping. And everybody was feeling a little out of sorts and a little shaken up. And I asked Spirit, what should we do? And Spirit said, cinnamon. Well, we're in a Mexican restaurant. So the waiter comes over and I said, 
do you have any cinnamon in the back? And he looked at us really funny. And one of the ladies said, she's a witch. And he said, oh, okay, well, let me see what I can find. And he brought out a stick of cinnamon. And we each took turns and rubbed that cinnamon in our hands and then rubbed it through the back of our necks and in our scalps. And we passed that around and it really helped us. So that was pretty trippy. First of all, that it happened. And then that spirit suggested cinnamon because whatever it was about the cinnamon, it did really assist us. That makes total sense to me because I think cinnamon's a real grounding, you know. Oh yeah, I totally love cinnamon now. I see it as having a whole new purpose. So this channeling, something just came through us and experienced our being for a few minutes each. It wasn't a channeling where information was passed on, but it definitely was pretty trippy. Yeah, and for those of you who may be curious about Lemurians, Patty and I have yet to have a podcast on that topic and have that conversation with everybody. There's a lot of interesting things to say and share about that. And a lot of movement right now happening around us as well. Non-human energies. 100%. Yeah. So thank you everybody for tuning in on our podcast on channeling. Maybe this helped clarify what channeling is, the different forms, and if you yourself have been experiencing channeling. Patty and I are going to start doing some giveaways on our Instagram. So if you want to follow our Instagram at Spirit Speakers Podcast, we're going to be putting together little witchy kits from me and Patty. So there's some incentive to check out our Instagram and follow that. If you would like to see my offerings, my website is Align and Shine Kauai. And mine is wingandether.com. Ether is A-E-T-H-E-R. Or pdaviscyclic.com. And also, Jude, we had one question that came in. Someone asked if either you or I had mediumistic or psychic children. And Jude and I have decided to do an entire podcast on this. So rather than answering that question, that's something that we're going to have a lot more information for you in the future. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that one. So stay tuned. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Aloha. Aloha.